This is Radio MVP Sports. Running with the Canes. Welcome to Episode 3 of Running with the Canes. I'm your host, Tim Consonenza. The Red Hurricanes played three games from January 4th through January 11th. The Canes played Quaker Valley at home, Beaver on the road, and then came back home to take on Central Valley on January 11th. We'll have all three games recaps for you this week here on Running with the Canes. Let's get started with our interview with Coach Ralph Blundo before the Quaker Valley game. Washington Center of Physical Therapy, your best choice in physical therapy, centrally located on Mill Street in downtown Newcastle. My opportunity to talk to Coach uh, Ralph Blundo. And Coach, just take a moment and talk about your team performance over the holiday weekends. I mean, I think we're getting better. I, I, um, I think our, we're, we're getting better offensively uh, really slowly. Um, but we are getting better defensively, starting to do the controllable things a little better. Um, typically, that's been a time where, as a group, we've gotten better because you have some more time to practice and work on some things. Um, but we're light years away from where we need to be uh, in order to be um, a legitimate contender. But we're coming. You know, if we're coming, it's just, it's just taking some time. Is there any certain area that you're looking at? Is it turnovers? Is it rebounds? Is it just shooting percentage? Or is it a combination of everything? Yeah, I think uh, shooting the ball has been our biggest deficiency. You know, we didn't talk much about it, but the, the ball has to go in to win games. You know, and um, we haven't shot it well all year, you know, from the free throw line or from the three-point line. And it gets a lot more difficult to score around the hoop when you play this type of size that Quaker Valley puts on the floor in Ambridge. So uh, you're going to have to make some perimeter shots for you to win games against those two teams. Talk about tonight's game against Quaker Valley coming in at 8-0, and 2-0 in the section. Uh, some of the challenges you're supposed to face tonight from them, and what do you need to be successful? Well, I think that what makes Quaker Valley so good is you have to guard everyone. Um, you know, Conlon's such a good player, as is Stowers. And then the, uh, the young kid uh, from Swickley, um, Adu, uh, another really good basketball player. He really makes him go for a freshman. I'm really impressed with his poise. And then Casey Johns shoots it well and Zernich. I mean, they just have good basketball players. And, uh, you know, there, no one in 4A has a guy returning that averaged 16 points a game like Stowers and 15 points a game like Conlon, and both are 6'5 guards. Right. Um, you know, they're good basketball players. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a challenge for us. Talk about some of the keys tonight for the Canes. Well, obviously, we've got to defend well and somehow really rebound the ball well. I mean, that's been key for us all year. We've been really good on the offensive glass. Got to find a way to get some easy buckets and make some perimeter shots and, uh, you know, see if we can keep it close and down the stretch, try to, uh, try to fight out a win. Coach, you're starting five tonight? We'll go Drew Cox, uh, Isaiah Boyce. I'm sorry, Isaiah Carter, uh, uh, Payne Prowl, Dante Burnett, and Sheldon Cox. Best of luck against the Quakers. Thank you. That's Coach Ralph Blundo, and we'll be right back. This is the Washington Center Physical Therapy pregame show for your best choice in physical therapy, centrally located on Mill Street in downtown Newcastle. Unfortunately, the Quaker Valley Newcastle highlights of that game are not available. We had some technical difficulties recording the game. However, I can give you the box score as Quaker Valley defeated Newcastle 67-48. to Quaker Valley scored 15, 18, 19, and 15 for 67. Newcastle 15, 14, 6, and 13, 48. For a final 67, 48. Quaker Valley over Newcastle. Quaker Valley improved to 10 and 1 overall, 4 and 1 in the conference. Newcastle 9 and 2 overall, 4 and 1 in the conference. Top players in the ball game was Ryan Stowers for. 
Quaker Valley with 33 points, Danny Collin with 15, and Adu Thero with 10. For Newcastle, Michael Wells led all scorings for the Canes with 14 points, Sheldon Cox had 10, and Dante Burnett had 8. Now here's my broadcast partner, James Donson, with his conversation with Coach Ralph Palunda before the Beaver game. Back here on News Radio 1200 WKST, here's with Kane's coach, Ralph Blundo. Coach, uh, after Friday, don't want to talk too much about it, obviously, but uh, here tonight, she's trying to, to right the ship and get back uh, on the right track with things here. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it was a difficult loss. We obviously didn't show the resolve I, uh, we're used to here at Newcastle in the third quarter. Um, let it get away from us a little bit and you know, didn't shoot it particularly well. Um, but, we, you know, we got to move on. Uh, we have another game tonight uh, against a Beaver team who... I don't know, it's an enigma to me, you know, with their record is nowhere close to an indication of who they are um, and how talented they are. Um, if they're not the second most talented team in the league, then they're third, but they are a um, very, very good basketball team. I think, you know, the fact that they played seven games on the road and only one home game and played a really tough non-league schedule uh, has a lot to do with it. Right there with Quaker Valley, right there with Ambridge, had them both on their heels uh, late in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, we know what we're in for tonight. How do you instill into your players with that regard and that they don't just look at on paper, hey, they're 0-8, rather to be able to do exactly what you said and, you know, they, take them for real? Well, I think they know. I mean, they, they can see. We watch film, so they, they know what they see. Um, it's a talented, talented group. I, I think they have at least two, maybe three college-level players on this team. Um, you know, a new coach, great guy. I think he's, you know, feeling his way through it. And, um you know, and, and so are they. They're getting used to him and I'm trying to get their chemistry uh, uh, where they need it to be. But, uh, you know, our guys can see they know that they're playing a good basketball team tonight. And, you know, they're going to beat somebody. Uh, I can tell you that. And, uh, you know, I would be surprised if there's, you know, you know, if there's 12 teams in the playoffs. I don't know whether they'll get there or not. But, you know, there aren't 10, 15 better teams. They're better than them in the, in the Whitfield. You mentioned having a new coach with them. This section been almost the exact same for five, six years, the same coaching staff for all those years. What does that uh, bring into play when you have a new coach and new system come in uh, in terms of scouting? Well, I think, you know, you get comfortable with coaches, and, and typically, you know, they make some subtle changes year to year, but it's a whole new scout for them. And, and they do some really good stuff. Um, I'm just I'm, – I'm really impressed with them. I really am. And, uh, you know, we've always had a tough time down here. It's a tough place to play. Uh, we know that we'll have to play well to win the game. If we don't, then we won't win. And obviously playing on the road, as you just mentioned, always more difficult, a team that hasn't had many home games, but also a bit of a smaller court, obviously, as well. What's the biggest emphasis that you have to drive home with your, with your players on a small court like this? Well, I think the flip side of that is that this is only our uh, – we play two, two games on the road. This is only our third uh, road game. We played Peter Stowns, we played Opal. So, um, you know, we got to be comfortable playing on the road. Uh, the smaller floor – uh, less room um, to get back in transition D. Uh, the flip side of that is sometimes your half-court pressure uh, can smother a team a little better if it's effective enough uh, on a smaller floor, uh, only 42 feet on each side. So, um, you know, there's different variables involved in it. Uh, I don't know how each of them will play out and what kind of factor will be in the game, but uh, it's their home court. That's their advantage. Final question for you, Coach. We, we talk all the time about uh, some of the great players going through here, and I just wanted to ask, you know, how often are you able to keep in touch with some of those former players and ever get a chance to see, especially some of the guys from the championship teams the last couple of years, a chance to see them out in action? I know it's obviously tough with your schedule, but how often are you guys able to keep in touch with, uh, with some of those kids? All of them, all the time. Uh, you know, they were all at the game on, on, on a Friday night, Gino, Jake, 
Marcus, uh, you know, Jesse, uh, Stu, Drew, um, Garrett, Zoe, uh, Carrington, I mean, that's just to name a few. They were all there. And they all come back, you know, and they all come back to the gym. And we text back and forth, and, you know, you just, you know, they're going through life situations now, you know, so we try to help them through some things and college transition and different coaches and understanding things a little bit better. And I'm proud to say that most of our guys are doing great. They're all doing good. Um, and, you know, those are the things probably more than anything, those are the things that uh, warm my heart. You never have to uh, help with their calculus homework or anything, do you? Well, I can't. So, <laughs> so in case if they have any issues with calculus, they got to call Coach Hump because he's a Carnegie Mellon grad. I'm not their guy for that. <laughs> Coach, thank you so much. Best of luck tonight. Tip-off between the Canes and Beaver coming on the other side of the 60-second timeout. You're on News Radio 1200 WKST and the Trip Live High School Sports Network. But working inside. Shot taken by Brassels. No good. Read down there by the Canes. Bring the ball in the forecourt as the ball is going to be stripped away by Champ. Champ down the move on the left side to the hole. Shot up and good. Mike Champ with four and it's 5-2. Beaver. Champ's at the top of that 1-3-1 one, one zone. He was just able to get right to it and read the pass. They'll throw it into Prowl. Prowl gives it over to Wells for three and he puts it in. And we're big, tied at five. Big basket right there and to give a chance for Newcastle to put on some pressure. Shot by Prowse off the front of the rim. No good. Ball's on the ground as rolls away. Picked up there by Prowl. Over to Wells for three from the right wing. Good. 11-6 Canes. Well, what we're seeing in these last couple of possessions, Tim, is the fact that Newcastle is getting much better dribble penetration. That's the best way to beat any zone, especially the 1-3-1. So Graham throws it into Wells. Wells back out to Sheldon Cox. Over to Burnett for three from the left wing. Rattles the rim, rolls no good. Prowl with the rebounds, goes up strong on the left side, up and good. And it's 13-6 and we have a timeout on the court here for Beaver with 2.28 here to play. First quarter, 13-6, Canes with the lead. An 11-1 run for the Canes and three second chance opportunities. Payne Prowl with the putback, five points on those three second chance opportunities. Over to Burnett, down to three seconds. Sheldon Cox from the left side, shot taken, no good. And I'll end the first quarter with the Canes with a three-point lead, 13-10 over the Bobcats. Sheldon Cox out to Graham. Graham will bring the ball in the forecourt into the corner to Wells. Wells drives baseline, underneath shot up and good on the reverse. And it's 17-12, Canes. Moves like that, you got to remind yourself he's a freshman. Graham, Prowl, Burnett. Drew Cox and McKnight on the court here for the Canes as they work it down into the corner. Underneath to Drew Cox. Cox takes it off the glass. Good. 21-17. Three minutes, five seconds to play here in the second quarter. We're down to two minutes, five seconds here to play in the quarter. Get inside of Connolly. Drives in the lane. Shot taken. No good. Rebound there by McKnight. McKnight on the move. Left side to the hole. To the lane. Off the glass. Good. 23-17 Canes. They work it down to List. List takes it on a runner. Rolls the rim and finds his hole and it makes it 23-19. 140 here to play in the first half. Burnett with the ball gives it over to Graham. Graham in the forecourt. Gives it back to Burnett. Cross court pass to Drew Cox. Cox with the ball. Drives down. Baseline shot. Front of the rim. No good. Rebound there by Prowl. Gives it back up. For Burnett for three, up and good from the left side. And it's 26-19, minute 20 here to play, second quarter. Keza, Keza with the ball, we're down to 15 seconds. 
Kaza between the two circles. Guarded there by Drew Cox. We're down to 10 seconds. Gets it over to Conley. Down to 7 seconds on the right wing. Conley will drive into the lane. Pulls up. Gets back. Puts it up, up and good. And that'll end the quarter. 28-23. Kind of slipped inside. And I thought they might call a travel play there, James. But they didn't. They let the play go. And he was able to put that ball back up and in. Yeah, they're going to say he held on to that pivot foot. Just enough, though. It did look like it slid, but a good job of maintaining uh, a good enough position to make sure that the uh, traveling violation was not called and cut the lead down to five before going into the half. 28-23, Canes with the five-point lead. As James just mentioned, we're going to take a timeout. You're listening to High School Basketball on WKST News Radio 1200 and the Trib Live High School Sports Network. Sheldon Cox over to Prowl. Throws inside to McKnight. McKnight goes up strong. No good. Ball batted around. Saved by Prowl. Off to Drew Cox. Over to Burnett. Deep three. Top of the key. Front of the rim. No good. Rebound there by Drew Cox. Cox into the corner. McKnight for three. On the left side. Ain't good. 34-25. Outlet pass to Conley. Goes to the lane. Shot no good. Rebound there by McKnight. On the move. McKnight over to Prowl. Prowl into the corner, and this is Burnett for three. Shot no good. Rebound there by McKnight, and then he's going to get fouled as he went down with the rebound and tried to go back up. And that foul will go against Beaver here. First three-pointer of the season for Demetrius McKnight, and he stepped into that one with confidence, and now Newcastle their biggest lead of the game with nine. Connolly with the ball, drives down right side to the hole, off the glass, good. 36-27, four minutes, four seconds here to play. Out to Michael Wells, into the forecourt, drives into the lane, gives it back out. Sheldon Cox for a little runner on the right side, shot up and good off the front of the rim, and it is 38-27. Canes with the lead, Connolly with the ball in the forecourt. Connolly into the lane, gives it a rose, off glass, good. 38-29. So bringing the ball in the forecourt is Brazel, and his ball stolen away by McKnight. McKnight to the hole on the right, left side, off the glass, good. 40 to 29 minute here to play third quarter. Back of the rim, no good. Rebound there by Sheldon Cox. That's the end of the third quarter. A 10-point Canes lead, 42-32. We'll take a one-minute timeout. You're listening to High School Basketball on WKST, News Radio 1200, and the Trib Live High School Sports Network. Canes with the ball in the backcourt, pressure in the backcourt. Graham with it, gets it across to Wells. Wells drives into the lane, goes off the glass, no good. Rebound list. Is the, or Conley, Conley with the ball, drives to the lane, off the glass, no good. But he's fouled and he'll go to the line, shooting two. 4.37 here to play, and Beavers coming on strong here in the fourth quarter. Brazel back, top to Kaza. Kaza with the ball. Works it inside, stolen by Prowl. Prowl on the move into the forecourt, down the left side. Prowl to the hole, off the glass, no good. Cox for rebound, shot, no good. Ball's on the ground, going to be picked up there by List. List gets it out to Champ, as Champ will bring it into forecourt. Champ, down the right lane. Champ to the hole, off the glass, good. 45-42, 3.45 here to play, fourth quarter. And Prowl tried to draw a charge with those four fouls, and a no-call given, a lot of contact, no whistle given either way. Prowl with the ball on top of the key. Gives it over to Mike Wells. Drives into the lane. He's going to take a shot. It's going to be an air ball. No good. Rebound there by Connolly. Connolly brings the ball in the forecourt. They trail by three. The Bobcats with the ball. Connolly on the right wing. Gives it back to Keza. Keza drives down the lane. Throws it back out for three. 
Brazzle shot, hits the backboard, no good, goes back up, Brazzle follows it, good, and it's a one-point Canes lead, 45-44, three minutes, five seconds, here to play fourth quarter. Graham with the ball, throws it to forecourt, gets it over to Wells. Wells with the ball, back to Graham. Graham with the ball, loses control, picks it back up, and a timeout taken by the Canes with 2.53 here to play fourth quarter. 2.53 here to play fourth quarter. A precarious one-point lead here for the Canes. 45-44. They entered this quarter with a 10-point lead. And again, foul trouble coming up. Drew Cox has already checked out at the 6.04 mark with his fifth personal. Payne Prowl with four. McKnight with three. Burnett with three for the Canes. On the other side, four fouls for Rose. Three each for, ha or for Conley and List. With the ball is the Canes. Give it over to Graham. Graham with the ball. Graham over to Burnett, into the corner to McKnight. McKnight finds inside, gives it back out to Burnett as they'll run the offense. Top of the key, gives it over to Graham. Graham with the ball, top of the key now. Backs it back out, we're down to 235. Or 225 here to play in the fourth quarter. With the ball is top of the key, goes Prowl, drives the lane, pulls it back out. Shot taken by Wells, no good. Shot up and good. Payne Prowl puts it in, 47-44, two minutes, 10 seconds here to play. Conley in the forecourt, gives it over to Brazel, into the corner to Champ, drives baseline, pulls up jumper, air ball, rebound there by Burnett. Burnett gives it out to McKnight. McKnight on the move down the lane, down the middle, takes it to the hole, shot taken, no good, but he is fouled. And are they going to get a goaltending? They're going to ask because one of the Beaver players came down and grabbed the net as the ball was going towards the cylinder. And the entire playing staff and the entire coaching staff is asking I was thinking the it. same thing when it happened. Let's see if they call it that way. They're discussing it. We're waiting. They're trying to get the players out of the way. Bucket is good. Bucket is good, and that is the right call. Player comes down and grabs the net on the way down. Uh, that's interference with the, with the ball, goaltending, and now a three-point play opportunity as Beckett Connolly picks up his fourth foul. 49-44, five-point lead as Demetri McKnight will try to extend it to six with this three throw. He looks and shoots and puts it in. 50-44, 1.54 here to play fourth quarter. Prowl looks and shoots in front of the rim, no good. So the woes at the line continue here for the Canes. And Prowl especially is, needs to get some form back into his shot. Came in late at 41%, one of five from the line tonight. Second shot is up and back of the rim, no good. Ball's on the ground, picked up by Grant. Prowl goes up strong off glass, good. 52-44, 1.15 to play. Or missed a one-point shot to get a two-point shot. That's his seventh offensive rebound. Prowl looks and shoots in front of the rim, no good. So the woes at the line continue here for the Canes. And Prowl especially is, needs to get some form back into his shot. Came in late at 41%, one of five from the line tonight. Second shot is up and back of the rim, no good. Ball's on the ground, picked up by Grant. Brown goes up strong off glass, good. 52-44, 1.15 to play. Or missed a one-point shot to get a two-point shot. That's his seventh offensive rebound. Newcastle, a winner here tonight, 54-44 over the Bobcats from Beaver as the Red Hurricanes now improve to 7-2 on the season, 3-1 in the conference for my partner James Dotson and our 
Producer back at the station, Steve DiPolo. I'm Tim Continenza wishing you all a wonderful evening. We'll talk to you again Friday night from the Nikai High Fieldhouse. Have a great night, everyone. The final score, Newcastle 54, Beaver 44. Top scoring players for Beaver was Becca Conley with 13, Mike Champ with 12. For the Canes, Demetrius McKnight with 19 and Payne Prowl with 11. It was Newcastle 13, 15, 14, 12 for a final 54. Beaver was 10, 13, 9, 12 for a final 44. Once again, Newcastle over Beaver 54. 44. Now, let's join my partner, James Donson, once again with his conversation with head coach Ralph Belundo before the Central Valley game. Back in the Washington Center Physical Therapy pregame show, here with Kane's coach, Ralph Belundo. Coach, uh, Tuesday night, big win uh, against Beaver, a team that, you know, we talked about very, uh, very tough all the way around, but yeah. uh, had to be impressed too. You know, having a, a lead, watching it evaporate, but then watching the team finish off a 9-0 run, really nice way to finish the game. Yeah, I thought that was important, especially on the hills of the Quaker Valley game where I didn't think we responded real well um, when they hit us with a big run. So I was probably most pleased with that. Um, I thought that we you know, showed some great resolve in that regard. And, and it was a game we had to have, and we knew we weren't playing a cupcake down there. We were the only ones that knew it because the record doesn't indicate that. Um, but you go on a road and play in a tough place and a tough environment like that and, and come out with a win and get you to 3-1 and one, uh, was important, very important. Injuries obviously play a concern as well. Isaiah mm-hmm. missed the last game, and the mm-hmm. JV team ended up finishing with three players on the court. T- talk a little bit about that, though, uh, with the JV team, how they've been doing, and actually uh, outscoring their opponent with those three players on the court. Lee. Yeah, you know, what's, what's tough is that, you know, when, when you have an injury, it, it creates a residual thought process in terms of, okay, so now there's a couple guys we can't afford to have play JV. Uh, in case one of those gets injured, and then we go from you know an eight-man rotation to a six-man rotation, just like that. So, um, so you know, we went with the five, and you know, I'd hope that the referees have done a better job of keeping those guys on the floor. But uh, our JV guys have been doing well. Donnie Cade and uh, Rocco Bernardino, Jay Williams, uh, Adrian Johnson, uh, uh, Terrell McCarter. Um, you know, they've all been doing some good things for us throughout the course of the year, and you know, I'm proud of them. I thought that, uh, and of course, I say I played some JV too. Um, they're really good with scout offense and things are helping to prepare. And, you know, it's, that's what together is all about, the team's all about. And, and the coaching that you guys get to do with the varsity players, with the JV players, but it also goes way down uh, into the ninth grade and junior high programs. Talk about the, the, the feeder system and some of the coaches that are helping out there, getting these kids ready for when they get up to the big leagues. Yeah, I have great coaches. You know, I have Brian Rice coaching seventh grade and Larry Kelly ninth, Pat Camp coaching eighth. But, you know, we have 115 kids playing elementary basketball and another 45 in junior high basketball. And, um, I think it's good for the community. You know, it gets kids away from those video games, gets kids on the floor, gets them working. Not all of them are great players, but they're all out there trying to get better. And our coaches understand that we want to coach the last guy on the team, talent-wise, as hard as we coach the first guy on the team. And, and then you see what happens. Kids grow, kids get better. Not wanting to look ahead too much past Central Valley tonight, but we've hit now the halfway point of the of the section season. A couple of non-section games against uh, uh, five A teams and Erie and Mars coming up. Talk about that scheduling and just what you uh, what you look to see from those uh, games against teams in higher classifications. I mean, well, I, I'm a guy who's a lot of thought in the scheduling, and I thought you know with you know losing seven eight guys and uh, as hard as we work in the summer, I thought it was important to have early success. I didn't want us to be in a situation we work really hard and. We're one and three, so we didn't schedule overly tough to start the season, um, and 
we scheduled really difficult in the second half of the season in terms of non-league games with um, you know Mars being the top team in the state, Erie Public, uh, South Fayette, um, Beaver Falls. So you know, and we thought that earlier in the season that maybe we needed to play some teams that that we knew would help us uh, regain or you know gain some confidence and, and believe in who we are and what we're doing. Yeah, that's kind of how it happens. So we have a, we have an extremely difficult next six weeks. Extremely difficult, but uh, you know, if we keep going in the right direction, we'll be hopefully be in the right place to play. And it starts with Central Valley tonight, another familiar foe, but uh, kind of uh, in the same boat that you guys are. A lot of new faces on the mm-hmm. roster. Tell us what you uh, what you see in this Warriors team. Just always, you know, Brandon Ambrose does as good a job as he does more with less year in year out than anyone in our league. Always in the playoffs. And, you know, they're always tough dudes. I mean, they box out. They're going to hit you. It's going to be a physical game. They're going to take charges. They're going to get on the floor for loose balls. Uh, and if you, you know, if, if you're a step slow, man, they're going to make you pass. So they've had games where they've made 15 threes this year, you know, and coming from a team that's shooting it the way we are. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Coach, best of luck tonight. Thanks so much. 15th all-time meeting between Central Valley and Newcastle coming up on the other side of the 60-second timeout. This is the Newcastle Basketball here on News Radio 1200 WKST and the Trib Live High School Sports Network. If you want to do your part for a healthy environment and recycling, then consider Environmental Coordination Services and Recycling. ECSNR assists with recycling health. One starter change from them. Academic sector. This includes consulting. What do we got? Uh, 23 is not starting. 10 is. So 23 is coming off the bench then yes. or injured? Yes, he's coming off the bench. Okay. Our taste is unmatched the world over. Outside for three, and it's taken there by Johnston, and it's 3-0 quickly here for the Warriors. Here comes the Canes with the ball is Prowl. Gives it over to Drew Cox. They work the left side into the corner to Sheldon Cox. Back out to Burnett for three. His shot is a little too long. Ball's on the ground. Picked up there by Prowl. He feeds it to McKnight. McKnight's up and good to make it 3-2. 7-20 here to play first quarter. Down to three minutes, five seconds here to play first quarter. Get the ball to Johnson. Drives and loses control of the ball. Gives it back out to Graham. Johnson for three. Top of the key. Good. His second triple, and he's lighting it up from beyond the arc. Two for four are the Warriors. They lead 10-6. Down to 45 seconds here on the play clock here in the first quarter. Over to McKnight to inside underneath to Sheldon Cox, or that's Drew Cox, and Drew Cox puts it up and good for two. Cuts the lead down to one. More. McKnight will engage. We're down to 15 seconds. We're down to 13 seconds. Graham with the ball. Between the two circles. Wells now guarding. Gets it out to Thompson for three. Shot taken. No good. Rebound by Graham. Graham gets it out to McKnight. McKnight will get the shot off. And it's going to be an air ball over the hoop. No good. And now end the first quarter. It's 15-14. Central Valley by one over 
Newcastle will take a one-minute timeout. You listen to High School Basketball on WKST and the Trip Live High School Sports Network. With the ball is Graham. Graham brings in the forecourt. Gives it to Burnett in the corner for three. Shot taken, no good. High rebound there by McKnight. Goes up strong. Off the glass, good. Demetrius, Demetrius McKnight now with 12 in the first half. And a 7-0 run now for the Canes to start this second half as well. Getting good looks. McKnight has 12 points, as you mentioned. He's got the only two buckets that weren't assisted, and that's because of offensive rebound putbacks. He's got four offensive rebounds here in the first 10 minutes. Graham, top of the key, goes right side to Burnett. Burnett looking down inside. Goes back up top to Sheldon Cox over to Burnett. Burnett with the ball between the two circles. We're down to 150 here, second quarter. Out to Prowl. Prowl on the right wing. Drives down the lane, now throws it back out to Burnett. Now works down in the lane. Burnett up and good. Dante Burnett with seven in the ball game. And we're going to have a steal in the backcourt by Prowl. Prowl drives to the lane, off the glass, good. Rain Prowl on the scoreboard. 25-19, they're going to steal it again. Out to Sheldon Cox with three, good. So the pressure by the Kings coming up big with two turnovers and two buckets. One to Deuce and one to Trey. And impressive too, McKnight gets that second steal, knocks it away. Shelton Cox was already squaring up before the steal even happened. He was ready for the pass, stepped into it, and knocked it down. And that's what we're seeing right now. Is It's not a transition 3-10. It's a opportunistic 3. It's being ready for it after a change in possession. And I think that's what's really impressive, both threes tonight. Burnett stepped into it, was ready for it after a deflected pass. Same thing here. McKnight gets the steal. Shelton's waiting for it. And knocks it down. How about that? Those last two buckets, Prowl and Cox, those are their first points tonight for each of them, too. Uh, definitely the McKnight show right now with 12 points, six rebounds, and now a couple of steals to go along with it. But uh, seeing those last couple buckets, again, the quick score opportunities and getting those quick runs. 50 seconds here to play in the first half. Canes with the ball in the four. Cork is on the left side to Burnett for three. Good. 31, 28, 40 seconds here to play. Trap in the backcourt, gonna be knocked away by Wells. Gives it over to McKnight. McKnight throws it in the corner and throws it away right to the official. Made a nice save on the ball, but they'll turn it back over to the Warriors with 33 seconds here to play. And both coaches are having conversations with uh, with the official right in front of us uh, asking you know, what happened on that last play. That's the end of the first half as the Canes lead the Warriors, 31-27. Graham with the ball here for the Warriors as he crosses the timeline. He is trapped there, and Sheldon comes up with the ball. Out the prowl to Burnett, off the glass, good. 35-27, six minutes, just under six minutes here to play in the third quarter. And that time, they let Burnett get the ball, and he was able to lay it in for the deuce. It's going to be a full timeout here with 5.56 left to go, but I wanted to mention uh, some of those conversations. There was one that uh, Coach Blundo wanted McKnight to do something on the defensive end, uh, in that, or in the offensive end, wanted him to step up and look like more to the high post, and Coach Blundo shouted it from the sideline, and McKnight just, what? What? Like, Are you like, sure you like, want me to do that? Yeah, exactly. It was exactly. like, wait, what did you say? <laughs> and it, it just looked like, what? You could hear him screaming across. But I'll tell you what, those kind of conversations are fun, are fun to hear, just those interactions. But I'll tell you what, too. We, we heard talking with a coach in the, in the pregame show about you know, a, a team and a coaching staff they're used to. Nine years that Central Valley's been around, nine years that they've been playing Newcastle every year. Coach Ambrose, what he does with his team. 
before the game, during the JV game, even during the warm-ups, you had coaches from two head coaches and two assistant coaches talking with each other before the game, uh, and I think that's just really cool to see that these two coaches, these two teams are about to do battle on the, on the court, and they're having full-fledged conversations, you know, uh, uh, about everything from basketball to you know their families, all that, and that's just really nice to see that sort of relationship between opposing coaches. Graham with the ball in the forecourt here for the Canes. He'll go left side to Drew Cox into the corner to Sheldon Cox for three. Back of the rim, no good. Rebound there by Proud. Goes up strong, no good. Gets his own rebound. Back up, good with the foul. Not once, but twice. Payne Prowl again on the offensive glass, picking up right where he left off. I'll tell you what, he uh, was a little bit lackluster in the rebounds in the first half. Only three on the offensive glass. Well, he got two more right there and two on the defensive end. Four rebounds already here in this quarter for Payne Prowl. Now let's see what he can do from the charity strike. As he looks to complete the three-point play, shot is up, and he does. So Prowl with four in the ballgame, and it's 38-29. Graham brings the ball in the forecourt. Graham guarded there by Graham as he throws in the corner for Wells for three. Front of the rim, no good, but Drew Cox gets the rebound. Cox turnaround jumper, a 10-footer, no good. Ball battered around, McKnight comes down with it, drives baseline, shot no good, ball's on the ground. Picked up there by Drew Cox, his shot goes up and rolls the rim and goes in. So Graham with the ball in the forecourt here for the Canes. Gives it over to Drew Cox, left side. In the corner to Sheldon Cox, back to Drew Cox. Over to top of the key to Graham. Working the right side to Wells for three. Wells puts it in. He was calling for that the entire possession. He was wanting it, and he knocked it down. How about now six assists, though, for Graham? Give the ball to Drew Cox. Over to Graham and to Prowl. Prowl drives right baseline, takes it to the hole. Glass good. 49-36, 7 minutes, 12 seconds to play fourth quarter. Canes with the lead. Gives it to Graham. Graham brings the ball in the forecourt here for the Warriors. Drives down the lane. Takes the shot. Up. Good. 49-38, 7 minutes here to play. Don't ask me how Graham got that one to fall because he was getting pounded defensively in the lane by Cox. But he's made that shot three or four times tonight. Graham with the ball over to Drew Cox. Cox on the left wing. Back to Graham on the right side. Working into Burnett on the right wing. Cross court to Drew Cox. Works it into the lane. Loses control. And picks it up as McKnight. McKnight takes it the whole good. 51-38 Canes. Smith will throw the ball in with pressure in the backcourt. Give it to Graham. Graham throws it across court. And we're going to get a foul on Drew Cox. Running into Morrison in the backcourt with 6.22 here to play in the fourth quarter. And Morrison took a shot, but he came right up and said, I'm fine. As, uh, again, no intent on that play, just the, the just safety, the safety yeah. Drew Cox going over for the interception, <laughs> and he was just a split second left uh, late, and Morrison took the brunt of it. They'll throw it in, they'll get it to McKill, working it in the corner, Johnson for three, up and good. 51-41, here to play fourth quarter. His third trifecta of the game gets it back down to a 10-point game. Working in the corner for Burnett from the right side. He'll answer it with a three. His third. He's got 15. 54-41. A little pressure in the backcourt from McKnight as Graham throws it in the forecourt to Thompson. Back act to Zach Smith for three. Air ball, no good. Rebound there by McKnight. McKnight on the move. Loses control, gets it back, gets it over to Prowl. Prowl throws it back outside to Graham, and he'll work the play here. 
with two minutes to play in the game. We'll work the weave. They'll give it over to Burnett. Burnett to Drew Cox. Throw cross court to Prowl. Down on the baseline is McKnight. Off the glass, good for two. 59-45, minute 45 here to play. 10 seconds across the timeline. We're gonna just hold it here. We're down to five seconds. Dribbling out the ball is Drew Cox. And that'll end the ball game as the Canes come away with a 13-point win. 67-54 over Central Valley. A great effort all the way around and a full four-quarter effort for Newcastle tonight. Something you'd love to see as you hit the halfway point and now advance to 4-1 and one in section play. A full game and a big 13-point victory against a tough Warriors team. The final score, Newcastle 67, Central Valley 54. Looking at the score by quarters, it was Central Valley 15, 12, 9, 18 for a final 54, Newcastle. 14, 17, 16, 20 for a final of 67. High score for Newcastle was Demetrius McKnight with 25 and Dante Burnett with 15. Central Valley falls to 4-8 and eight on the season, 2-3 and three in the conference, while Newcastle improves to 9-3, and 4-1 in the conference. That's the podcast for Episode 3 of Running with the Canes. Please subscribe, rate, and review Radio MVP on Apple Podcasts. All our podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and of course our homepage, RadioMVP.com. I want to take this opportunity to send out a special thanks to Western Reserve Digital Radio for being a partner with RadioMVP.com. And to, of course, James Dawson, our radio game producer, Steve DiPolo, and coach Ralph Blundo and the entire Newcastle Athletic Programs. Stay tuned for more of Running with the Canes right here on RadioMVP.com. This is Radio MVP Sports. Running with the Canes.